I get into a time of hard work, I turn off my uh, iPads and my iPhones. I put them on airplane mode. They're still on so I can take notes, but I don't want any sort of notifications that might get me out of hyper-focus on a tangent. Hey, what's going on at cross-country practice tonight? Vitally important at 5.30, not at 11.45 in the morning as I'm working on a really hard project. And so how do we handle, so whether or not one has ADHD or um, a team member, how do we structure our environment so people succeed? Good day and welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. I'm here with my good buddy, Josh. How are you, my friend? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just, you know, just jumping from point to point to point because I like doing that. That's fun. You know, what some, but you know what? Nothing's more frustrating in business than getting to the bottom of a problem as a leader of your business, but it's hard when one gets distracted by shiny things. And I might be mm. speaking from experience. You. Who, me? Squirrel? Yeah. What? But yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, I get car. distracted easy. So today is ADHD in the workplace. And um, it comes from my perspective as a CEO who um, I would say I have struggled with it. And now I've kind of come to grips. This is who I am. Um, but, you know, before we jump into it, let's, you know, the the scripture verse I picked out is Romans 8, 26 to 27. Oh, do you want to read those two verses? Do you no, have go for it. Go okay. for it. Yeah. So Romans 8, 28. Excuse me, 826, excuse me. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with his groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for saints according to the will of God. Now, that's not a verse on ADHD, but it's talking about weakness, and you know we, we are all... Uh, we are all different, and God helps us is as we ask him for help. And I want to jump, and the reason why I want to talk about this, I was thinking back to as I uh, started the business that I currently run back in 2004, and things were going great for a number of years. And they, it, we were growing, uh, we were becoming profitable, and it was really fascinating. I was just thriving, absolutely thriving until we weren't hmm. and it was almost overnight and i've had a chance to go back and look at look at this and it was really when we hit about 12 employees hindsight and, being 20 and just for context yeah how long were you in business from time of start to 12 so give, give some context uh, of time four years okay yeah so th moving from like zero brand zero, zero to 12 to thriving four years, four years. okay and we're Great. talking no business sales funnel growing it so anyway i hit 12 employees and what i realized um, well, at the time, I was just frustrating. I was like, I, I, I couldn't get it all done. And all of a sudden, I started getting depressed. I couldn't. So I was, started seeing a counselor. I went to a doctor. This doctor gave me an antidepressant. And it kind of helped for a little bit until it didn't. Hmm. And this was a long thing. I, have, I had to learn to scale my business, uh, change, change how I led, all sorts of other things. But on the backside, I was depressed that I couldn't do more i was frustrated okay i have an amazing doctor and i would uh, we have conversations we kept working we kept working at things i tweaked my antidepressant went on it went off it tried all sorts of other things and there was a day about uh, three four or five years ago he goes hey how about we try ritalin i'm like sure we've tried everything else 
it was amazing. It was like I opened my eyes and could think. So if all of a sudden wow. you're in a really noisy environment and you put on noise-canceling headphones mm. and you can all of a sudden think. Like on an airplane. Absolutely. Feels great. That is what happened to me overnight. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, I was like 39, 40 years old. I want to catch something yeah. for our listeners here Please. that you just said. You were in a season, you said, from four years to start your business to only three or four or five years ago. How long was that period? Uh, about another nine years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I've been frustrated. Yeah. So you were in a rough season for nine years. You, oh, yeah. You were sort of, because I, mean, not I was only, working you, my tail off. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a little bit like driving a car that's out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Your car will still drive out of alignment, mm-hmm. but what should get 28 miles a gallon might get 24. Yeah. Tires that should last 80,000 miles, 40. And that's what happens when we are not running optimized as God has made us. And that's truly what happened with me. And I realized what I thought was one thing. And after reading it, I realized, reading the literature, is a lot of people who are depressed are not depressed where that's the primary diagnosis. It's the result of being frustrated because I'm like, this has got to work better. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Well, and I think one thing I would just want to point out for people listening to this, if you were hearing ADHD and thinking, well, that has nothing to do with me. One thing I just want to point out there for, that I think resonates, at least for me, is that I think most people, and maybe many of you listening, are going through some season of waiting where things just mm-hmm. aren't right. And it may not be a medical diagnosis, may not be ADHD, but you can't figure it out. And I would just say, hang in there, mm-hmm. keep going. Dig into, you know, healthy habits and dig into scripture, most importantly, dig into prayer and keep going. I tell that most people I talk to when I'm talking through, we get so so funny when I talk to people about consulting, I sort of become a quasi counselor just because these things come up, right? And most of what I find myself telling people is, you know, pick your problem. Hey, hang in there. Just keep going mm-hmm. and then you'll, you'll have these things open up but well, these seasons are long well, so th- they're anyway. very long and it was one of those things so i want to i want to i want to throw out a couple uh terms there there's a term in um psych but kind of in the, in the field called neurotypical versus neurodivergent and because I, I i honestly hate terms such as adhd or autistic or you know you name your psych term of the day mm-hmm. but there's neurotypical and um, you can, I, I, Josh, you are perfectly neurotypical. You're very rational. You look at problems and you nail them A, then B, then C, and it should be fixed. <laughs> but you understand. In my mind, it you should can be reverse fixed. It engineer anything. <laughs> You're very neurotypical. And it was, you know, I, I, someone who has uh, ADHD or any other. Um, would be called neurodivergent. And, you know, neurodivergence is the term when someone's brain processes, learns, or behaves differently from other people who are considered typical. Can you give a percentage on that if we're thinking about people who are tech- in, the, in like the bucket of typical, the bucket of divergent? Do we have a sense of that? I'm going to, th- th- this has no, uh, I, please, please don't quote me on this. I'm going to say roughly 15%. Okay. So just, if you have just for those listening. And okay. I'm going to. Th- th- and and that's that, not ADHD. That's anybody kind of any, neurodivergent. Any, you know, that could be autistic, ADHD. It could be, there are all sorts of different degrees and i'm going to talk it actually is going to seem higher than that i'll get into that a little later but basically there's neurotypical and neurodivergent Mm -hmm. 
But here's the thing. What happens when we have to play together? Mm-hmm. And what happened, and this is why, you know, as we've talked about certain things such as strength finders or personalities, when you get people of different personalities or were wired differently, there can be great, great frustration. Mm-hmm. And however, when we work together, there could be great benefit. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, well, what do you do when there's all sorts of different people within a business? What do you do? How do you manage it? I mean, yeah. you, I mean, from an ADHD or neurodivergent perspective, how do you um, think about well, it? Well, first, from, from my perspective, as someone who has ADHD, there's a number of ways of treating it. This is not a podcast on doing that. Some people, you know, some, for me, medication's been very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Other people, you don't have to medicate it. But for example, uh, for me, s- scheduling is vital. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give an example of uh, a young man who is maybe all over the board, uh, that has ADHD, goes off to the U.S. military, knocks it out of the park, unmedicated. Why does he do such a great job in the military? Let's just think about this for a second. Highly scheduled. You don't get to at 6.15 say, you know, instead of doing what my drill sergeant asked me to do, I'm going to do this instead. I want to paint pictures. That's not an option. You do this, then you do this, then you do this. So a highly structured environment are great for people with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's not going to be structured, set structured time to free think. Mm-hmm. So for me, what has really benefited, I run a very regimented scale, schedule in terms of, okay, for example, po- uh, Josh and I, we podcast every Monday, but then I also have portions of my schedule that are free think time. I have nothing on my schedule. I can do whatever I want for these four hours or this day. So lots of scheduling like that has proved really beneficial for me. And that's one of the things. There's food. There's all sorts of other things. I, I could literally, uh, what I've been learning the last five years is off the chart. Mm-hmm. So as you've consulted with other organizations, mm-hmm. with people who, let's say, have ADHD or, mm-hmm. um, let's say, some form of uh, somewhere on the autistic spectrum, what do you think as you jump into organizations? Because you've consulted with teeny organizations as well as huge organizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think when you look at that? Well, one of the things that comes to mind, thinking about your story of, of interestingly, and I'm you know, curious to know the research on this, but it's interesting you said that you didn't really seem to begin to suffer the obvious effects of your ADHD until you reached a certain, what I would call cognitive load Mm -hmm. in a particular leadership role. And my guess is a lot of leaders are very similar. You stack on uh, growth and people and revenue. And if you didn't or were not previously diagnosed with a particular condition for some reason in school or whatever else, you actually might not find out about these particular issues until you build the stress level up in your what I would call cognitive load again I can talk about that if it's helpful but I think leaders I've worked with don't actually realize the depth of their dysfunction until they're forced to function in a level beyond their capabilities mm-hmm. with those limitations right and and in an effort to scale the yeah. only way you can scale is to get to the bottom like how can I grow yeah even more the leader has to grow with the company and the capacity for uh, managing a certain amount of load, whether that's a small two-person company 
or whether that's a, a, a multinational company, right? Those, mm-hmm. those individuals have to have some amount of capacity building within themselves. And if they can't, then they have to go find the resources from a professional development perspective to enable them and or obviously hire the right people. Um, but I think there is certainly uh, limitations that people find they don't realize they have until their company grows to a particular level. And that's actually one other quick funny joke I would say is that's one reason why I think, you know, you're talking about squirrel and blue cars and whatnot, but I find it's funny in strategic planning, there's almost this culture of ADHD Mm -hmm. in companies. So there's almost a component where the culture or the company takes on its own personality. Even if the particular leader isn't diagnosed with ADHD, I find it funny how many executive teams suffer from ADHD as a team. Oh, yeah. Right? Which is mm-hmm. sort of funny, right? And I've never analyzed to see if the actual personalities had particular issues like that. But it's so funny in strategic planning where you'll say, someone will say, oh, I talked to some person at a conference. Come back and tell us all about the yellow car. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Go do a bunch of research on the yellow car. And you go back to them and they go, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, why, would, mm-hmm. why would we ever do that? I never asked for that. <laughs> and, say, it's like, and they would go chase the yes, blue car. <laughs> go chase the red car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go chase. And, and, uh, but it, you allude to a good point. It's like, how do we, what do we do with those side tangent ideas? Yeah. And I even in my own life of, if, if someone were to sit next to me on my desk all day long, I actually have a piece of white paper next to me every single day. This is literally one of my tools. Mm-hmm. It's the high tech tool of a piece of pen and paper. And I, always write down my entire train of thoughts that comes into my head. Because mm-hmm. what happens with someone with ADHD is you have to get it out of your head to get back to your original thought. Mm-hmm. I don't, so for example, you say, well, Eric, we're working on this, but what about the blue car? I would write down blue car. Mm-hmm. So I can get back to the original idea. Then yeah. what I do with that piece of paper, the next day when I come into work, I look at my previous list of side thoughts mm-hmm. and typically, uh, Eight of the ten are shreddable. <laughs> I'm just like, well, that was dumb. And so then I literally do, I shred the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And then the two ideas that I do want to keep, I write down for that next day. And then over the course of a week, I'm like, okay, actually, I do want to go down these tangents because yep. they would be really beneficial for our business. So things like that, I've had to learn to incorporate in, you know, some, some might say, all of us have a version of ADHD. Well, kind of, but we're talking today diagnosable there are uh, you know people who actually have the diagnosis of ADHD well I like how you describe what you do with those thoughts because what that brought to mind is have working with uh, I don't remember the name of the methodology but one of the many things around creative and innovation thinking that I've heard as a as a way to do it is actually taking your paper when you're listening Mm -hmm. to a presentation or in a meeting right and you draw first before you even start the meeting you draw a line down the middle and on the left is where you're taking notes about the meeting. And all of us, ADHD or not, probably just happens more frequently, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. You move what's called in and out, right? Because certain things will be said, right? Someone will be talking and all of a sudden they'll say, um, blue flower, because it has something to do with the presentation. But your mm-hmm. mind all of a sudden transfers to a flower that's blue in a field. You were one time driving down an interstate with the love of your life, right? Like, and also you're out, right? And you're and out. And so anything you think of, you begin writing on the right side of the line. Mm-hmm. And you just allow yourself to trail that thought as long as it goes. And as soon as you can get it out, you come back to the left side, you re-engage in the presentation, you keep going, mm-hmm. right? And this in and out thinking actually is, is a great tool regardless of your neurotypical or neurodivergent level, I suppose. Absolutely. 
But I'm just guessing ADHD folks probably spend more time in the right lane. Now, one of the <laughs> things that I have found really helpful is I've, I've taken, I don't want to say my, my diagnosis, but I've, I, I, I use it hand-in-hand with StrengthsFinder. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's 34 different examples over StrengthsFinder. And what it does is it lets me know where my strengths are as well as my weaknesses. So on StrengthsFinder, you'll also... Uh, if you pay for the test, you get a bottom five as well, too. Mm-hmm. If I ever find myself hanging out in the bottom five, mm. for me, that's just like a red light. I need to give that to my assistant. Or if I am working on it, someone is walking me through because it is not an area of specialty for me. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that I use to manage it as well, too. And if all, even better, you have your strengths finder for your team. If you know what their bottom five are, those are areas you don't let them do that by themselves or you make sure they're followed up on the very next day when you ask because what i've had is i've had some amazing team members that have adhd and every time i've given them too long of a rope in an area of not one of their strengths they blow up mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like oh and i've lost some great team members and i'm like yep that's my fault as a mm-hmm. leader so this is where even if you you know, you're neurotypical. If you realize you have one of those team members on your team, they will, they, they can fire themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's their fault. But at the same time, we should be, this is why the U.S. military does such a good job with people who have learning disabilities, such as ADHD. Mm-hmm. Untreated, it works because they have such a great structure. Um, I have other people, even though this is a podcast about ADHD, who are autistic, amazing team members because I figure out how to use the way God has made them so that they succeed in business mm-hmm. and in life. So mm-hmm. a lot of this is just understanding how God has made us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, back to faith in the workplace, I think it's recognizing that there is a diversity to humanity that we have to be mindful of, mm-hmm. right? And how we uh, respect and incorporate that into the business such that we are also back to the last episode only focusing on planting and reaping absolutely and, and that's <laughs> right. spot on yeah and there's certainly ways i think we won't get into in this podcast but there's certainly ways that i think places pockets of society pockets of business over index on that right you can over yes. resource that in ways that are unhealthy um that take you beyond the mission and waste frankly money of your ownership and or your um your stockholders but um but there's certainly an opportunity there when you set up that work environment to respect that diversity mm-hmm. of like neurotypical and and, and work environments vitally critical, especially for someone with ADHD. Even also people who don't. And I found I was looking mm-hmm. at some of my younger team members. And I'm like, man, it looks like they all have ADHD. What's up with this? Now they don't. I know what the research says. Typically, about 15% of the population, 10, depending on how you look at it and how you diagnose it. Well, why do so many people look? cell phones social, social media. media because what mm-hmm. happens is now we sound old we're really old but <laughs> the reason why i bring this up is i would strongly and my hr at my company understands why i don't want to see cell phones if you were to be my employee i don't want to see you with your cell phone in your hand because Mm-mm. it will distract you and the amount of time it takes you to come back yeah is astronomical 
So cell phones should not be kept on our sales floor. It should not be, you know, and even myself, when I get into a time of hard work, I turn off my uh, iPads and my iPhones. I put them on airplane mode. Yeah. They're still on so I can take notes, but I don't want any sort of notifications that might get me out of hyper focus right. on a tangent. Hey, what's going on at cross country practice tonight? Vitally important at 5.30, not at 11.45 in the morning as I'm working on a really right. hard project. Right. And so how do we handle, so whether or not one has ADHD or um, a team member, how do we structure our environment so people succeed? Yeah. The um, Well, and I think part of that is, is just recognizing human limitations too. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, there's just... People can only hold, and I guess it's back to that. There's an issue that I've done a lot of work with my clients around cognitive load and trying to measure that for teams. And I think, you know, leaders have a limit to their cognitive load. Mm -hmm. Teams have a limit to their cognitive load. It varies person to person for sure. Um, But I think one thing we underestimate probably more than we should is the impact of phones, distractions, Mm -hmm. social media, et cetera on one's cognitive load, right? Because the more notifications, the more pings, and the more you're doing what's basically called, I think it's called um, context switching, mm-hmm. right? And that is the enemy of speed and efficiency. It is. So if you can eliminate the context switching in your mind, there's so much wasted slack that occurs when you do that that it's just it's enormous the amount of... Um, efficiency that's lost and so not to complicate the two but basically i think one of the culprits there is certainly people's attachment to social media and sort of this idea that you can just context switch from friend to friend to friend to friend and issue issue, issue and you know picture 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 news media outlet da, 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 you know and, and, and it's great it's good for time wasting mm-hmm. but it's not good for efficiency in the workplace it, it's not and you know a couple of weeks ago you took a media holiday and you yeah, went up great. to the mountains <laughs> i need to go back and I kept saying, man, Josh, you're on fire. Why? You had all this focused time. You didn't go wide. You went deep. Yeah. And that's what happens when you get a neurotypical combined with increased concentration. You were you were rolling, man. Yeah. And I need to do that as well, too. Then it came back and it hit me like a wave. <laughs> but in the end. But even myself. That's for another podcast. La- you know, last week I was out... Um, backpacking in the mountains i turned my device off for two full days it was amazing so you know there are a number of things you know looking at adhd from a ceo's perspective from a coach's perspective um i'm on the front lines but whether or not that is you or or you have a team member or employee you at least need to be aware of it and what that looks like and i would say if you're unsure if this is coming out of you from left field be there's some really good literature on on that. Uh, dive into that. Reach out to us yep. because we understand what it's like to lead and to consult in these environments, and yep. also how to how to really thrive. Yes. So for me, it's not a disability. It's one of those things. I have the ability to become hyper focused and go really really deep. But where it is a weakness, I've learned to compensate for that appropriately. Right. Yeah. And I think you know whatever. Uh, challenges or issues I would say not even challenges I would say whatever issues of diversity your workforce is facing mm-hmm. reach out to us right because what part of what we would do is apply all the stuff we're talking about here to any number of other topics which I think we may even address some mm-hmm. of them in the future episodes um, to help you 
you know, maximize your business, right? We are, we're all about trying to help our clients overcome all the challenges they face. And one of these of personnel diversity is a huge one right now. Um, and we'll get into more of that, I think, in future episodes. Can we have that be our next episode? Mm, yes. Yes. Let's just do it. And it's funny. Are we going to do the episode great. after three beers? Or how many beers are we going to drink before we have the episode? Yeah. If only I were still drinking. So that's going to make it even we hard, won't. too. We won't. So nothing more than a little Pellegrino. There you go. All that will be. But we'll, we'll contact. Maybe kombucha. Or we'll, we'll, we'll dive down diversity next. And it's kind of funny. Josh told me, evidently, there's some new term. And he's like, you've never heard that term. No, I've never heard that term. I'm sorry. So this is where it's funny where some of you if, you, if you rise to a certain point in your business, that's really cool because you kind of get to make up the rules yourself, but you still have to be aware of what's going on in other businesses. But right. we'll talk about diversity next yep. uh, next week. It'll, it'll be fun from both, you know, a consultant's perspective. You've been in all sorts of organizations who yep. do treat it differently. Yep. Granted, mine's coming from a... Uh, Central Washington mom and pop organization coach's point of view, which is drastically different as yep. well, too. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it. But in the meantime, hey, if you have questions on ADHD in the workplace, coaching-wise, I would love to talk to you. Um, Consulting-wise, re- reach out to Josh. Go to the consultantcoach.com. And until next week, we look forward to hearing from you. Sounds good. Take care, everybody.